Welcome to the Callaway Golf Podcast, part of the Callaway Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jeff Newbarth. Welcome to Callaway Golf Podcast. Jeff Newbarth here. Excited to be joined from Las Vegas by Maverick McNeely. Maverick, what's going on? It's almost like I've frozen you with this first question. We're having a couple Wi-Fi issues. I think everybody and the brother is so excited to see uh, this chat between us, Maverick, that your Wi-Fi is, is getting overrun. But uh, hopefully we'll be able to overcome that here in a second. There you are. What's going on? You know, I just found the perfect Wi-Fi spot. It's just like putting. An inch makes a huge difference. So. Exactly. It's crazy. Well, um, let's get into it. We're going to be taking your questions here on Facebook. Uh, so please let us know your questions and we will ask them to Maverick. Um, what have you been doing during the, uh, during the quarantine time? You're in Vegas where, where they're not under a stay at home order, right? So you are allowed to be out and follow, uh, the CDC guidelines and practice a little bit of golf, right? Correct. Yeah. The TPC Summerlin has been open lately. Uh, I've been out there. Um, I've been out practicing a little bit in Summerlin. The golf course is open and, uh, not allowed to touch the flag stick. So I've been putting with the flag stick in and they have little pool noodle things in the bottom of the cup where the ball doesn't go all the way down but other than that it's been nice to get out and play a little bit and felt like I haven't been too cooped up yet yeah and and what's it like because you know golfers are so such creatures of habits and you set your schedules and stuff like that what's it like not knowing what we don't know it's really weird um I'm starting to realize how much I rely on competition to know what I need to work on I'll, I'll go hit balls. I'll go chip and putt. I'll go even go play 18 holes, but there's nothing like a tournament that really informs me about what I need to do. And uh, because of that, I don't really know what I need to work on. I'm just kind of. Yeah. We have a couple of poll questions. Those of you uh, watching and listening with us. And uh, the first one, we're going to go non-golf because, you know, a lot of us are, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm excited tonight to, to finally watch the last episode of Tiger King, mostly because then I'll just be done with it and maybe I'll feel yeah, better about myself. You're keeping the streak alive. Every single person that I've talked to for the last week has mentioned Tiger King. Am I the only one on the planet that hasn't watched it? I, yes. Yes, you are. You, you are the last person who has not watched it. And I'm not happy with myself for, for watching it, but we're, we're, all, we're, we're all into it. I'm kind of proud of myself for holding out. But yes, continue your question. Hold out. Hold out. So here, here's what we got. What series is Maverick McNeely currently reading? Is it A, Harry Potter, B, Lord of the Rings, C, Sherlock Holmes, D, Canterbury Tales? We'll give that answer in a little bit. Um, but I love the fact that you're reading. Have you always been kind of a, a bookworm as, as something to do on the side? Or is it just kind of this? these, these times are kind of giving Not it really. to us? When I started traveling, I got really into audiobooks. Um, and uh, that's that's... You know, a lot of time in cars and airplanes and, and on the road. That's how I've gone through most of my books is uh, with Audible. So Yeah, I'm pretty big on that, too. Uh, I find Audible's great, especially as I try to do 11 things at once. So if I can throw an audio book or a podcast on uh, while I'm trying to do, you know, six or seven other things, I find like I'm a little more productive. Do you have like a playlist or do you, have, do you ever do you listen to music when you're practicing or, or do you just want to hear the sound of the ball and everything and impact? No, I'm not a music guy when I practice. Uh, even if I am, uh, if I if the if the music has words, it distracts me. I get distracted by pretty much everything, so it wouldn't. Uh, music probably wouldn't impact me much more than that. Um, yeah. So so last time I saw you, we were down at the players. Um, you were you were on the alternate list uh, for that event. 
Uh, they ended up playing one round and then the tour has uh, suspended the season. You know, they're, they're saying colonial potentially as a rookie who uh, has had a, a very good start to the season playing really well in the fall uh, and on the West coast and, and into the, the Florida swing. What, what is this break like for you uh, in terms of, I'm sure you had goals going into the season. Um, what is this break like not knowing when we're going to come out of it? Well, yeah. My goal to start the year was to, um, play the tour championship, make it to East Lake. But um, I don't know if this season is shortened and we finish in the fall like, uh, over the course of two years. Now I'm kind of stuck in this corn fairy tour category where I won't be getting yeah. access into these bigger events. I want the season to end because I want to have my full, um, you know, my full top 125 member status. And if I'm, you know, the season ended today, I'd be in every invitational and, uh, every event I wanted to next year. So, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because, you know, for every person who benefits from one scenario, there's someone who benefits from another scenario. And I know it's gotta be, you know, a really tough job for, for Jay Monahan, for the player advisory uh, committee, for, for everybody to figure out, you know, um, do you think the majors are the most important thing to protect? Or do you think that the integrity of the season and having playoffs and, and, and following through is, is sort of more important to you. I think the majors and the FedEx cup playoffs are the most important things in the game. Uh, and I think you're going to see other events getting mixed first, and we're going to do everything we can to play the FedEx cup playoffs and the major championships. Um, I personally, because I'm not exempt into the majors this year, coming straight off the Corn Ferry Tour, um, I personally hope precedence is given to the FedEx Cup playoffs because that's where I'm going to make my most hay and and uh, and make my biggest jumps for next year. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I think the majors are what run um, our game. No, I'm just saying, you know, I think it's it's going to be so tough because I, I think that the, the general public wants the majors because that's where they measure – you know, so many people only watch golf's four majors, um, but you know, there's there's so much more to the game and 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 the season long grind. I, I just don't know, you know, if if we can get playing, you know, by June first, I think you you could look at it where they could they could enlarge. They already said the first two invitationals, Colonial and and Memorial, will have larger fields, and if they can do that for a few more events, I mean. I would love to see them. I said this the other day with Hadwin. I would love to see them take two tournaments and play them in one week over multiple courses. You know, play the Byron Nelson and the Colonial is one big old week where you play Trinity on Thursday. You play Colonial on Friday. Some people play one course on Saturday. Some play the other, you know, almost kind of like what Pebble Beach does and and try to come up with ways to get more playing opportunities. because That's ultimately what what the tour needs to do for you guys. Yeah, that would be that'd be interesting. Um I think I think uh, all the players are in this good golf course, not a great golf course, good time of year. I think we all just want to get out there right now. Um, and I'm sure two or three months into this thing, we're going to feel even stronger. So uh, I really hope we get to start back up at Colonial. And uh, if not, I think we're going to have to get creative. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. Um, why don't we go into this poll question? Um, you know, I, so so the books that I gave, the Harry Potter series, Lord of the Rings, Sherlock Holmes, and Canterbury Tales, I don't want to give the answer quite yet. Are you audio listening to to the series, or are you are you reading the series at this point? Well, I'm listening on audio, audio books. Okay. Uh, what's crazy is every single person who's voted right now has voted for Lord of the Rings. I don't know why people think that golfers all love Lord of the Rings. 
Uh, I don't know. I actually have never read those books. So that might Me be neither. My... Yeah. Have you seen the movies? No. I mean, neither. Me neither. But there's some movies. So. Yeah, I have I have weird things with movies where I, I just there's just certain movies I just I just won't watch at this point. Like I've missed it. I feel the other thing is I don't ever watch a movie twice. Uh, I'm very I get yelled at all the time here by Paige and Harper because I never want to watch the same thing. I think I've already seen that. There's got to be something new to watch. Like I will not be watching Tiger King twice. I can guarantee you. <laughs> I don't know. It might be your new spirit animal. It could be. It could be. Let me just tell you that there's a lot of problems in the world. And that one uh, is definitely one of them. All right. So why don't you tell people of these four book series, which one you're reading uh, or listening to and tell them why? I am listening to the all the original Sherlock Holmes ones. They compiled uh, every single one of the original uh, magazine and print uh, stories, short stories, novels, everything uh, original. And it's been pretty cool. I've enjoyed it because you know, there's a lot of popular sayings that we use, like, uh, uh, you know, Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes and uh, Watson and all that stuff. It's just such pop culture, but I've never really read or understood how it got started. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I've, I'm through almost the entire thing. So. Wow. How many, how many, uh, how many are in that series? Well, it's, I mean, I'd have to say close to a hundred individual stories. And yeah, that's what I was thinking. 40 hours in of listening. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. That's Thanks. impressive. Right, we, we got a question from Nate Morris, and hopefully you'll understand this one because I don't get it. Is there a better place to play golf than Middle Earth? I think that's a Lord of the Rings reference. I think it is too. But as I just said, I, I never saw the Lord of the Rings and nor did you, so neither of us will understand it. So yes, we will oh. both say there are better places to play uh, than, uh, than Middle Earth. Sure, yeah. All right. So what 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 what's the what's the Sherlock Holmes reference you're going to make the next time you're on the golf course and you hit one of those irons like really close? What what are you going to pull out of the Sherlock Holmes uh, library for that? Uh, elementary, although to be honest, he I think people made that one up after the fact. That was not in the originals. The elementary, really? yeah, huh. that was in the originals. It's like I I I really prefer the originals to. Uh, the, the kind of pop culture ones. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I definitely, uh, I, I'm going to, when, when I'm finished with Tiger King, I think I'm going to make, I could be the only person to go directly from Tiger King to Sherlock Holmes originals, but I think that's something I want to do. All right, we have another poll question for you. What is Maverick's favorite part of his golf game? Is it driving? Is it chipping? Is it putting? We'll get to that one a little bit. We want to get you guys uh, engaging with us on that topic. I think I know the answer to this one. Um, mostly because we talked about it prior to starting this. So uh, we'll see what we, ha we have there. So what do you think the next couple of weeks are going to be like for you? Um, is, is there a certain thing, you know, because you're, you're known as someone who's, you know, you, you write down after every round, you know, shots, you can recount, you know, shots you've hit and different rounds. You're so good with your notebooks of, of what you need to work on. If you're not competing, how, how do you know kind of what you need to work on? Or are you forcing yourself to compete? I, I don't know what I need to work on, but I'm kind of just doing the same stuff. Honestly, the golf courses here in Vegas could close any day. So there's really no way to plan. I'm not stressing about it. I'm not worried about it. What are, what are some other things you, you can work on, whether it's, um, you know, in, in the gym or working out at home, whether it's body weight exercises or whatever, what are some types of things? You know, flexibility? Right now, but I'm just using the time. Uh, I want to gain some weight. I've been 
I haven't been really over 170 pounds for. If you want to gain some weight, just come over and eat with me. We're eating great here at home. <laughs> yeah, social distancing. <laughs> I'll sit a couple seats away from you, but um, yeah, exactly. that's that's what I want. I want to get stronger. Um, and honestly, I'm just excited for a little bit of time off to relax. I played 30 events my first two years as a pro, just because you have to. You got Q school, you've got sponsors invites, and then the uh, Corn Ferry Tour season, which smashes all these events in a short amount of time. So. I'm not at the point where I'm going crazy at home yet. I haven't been bored yet. Well, that's a good thing. I mean, you know, let's uh, let's see who you are in a couple of weeks there. Um, a lot of people working on like flexibility. Uh, I've been living on the Peloton just because I can. Um, yeah. But, you know, there's so many things that golfers can do, right? You know, during this time, we've seen a flood of people working on short games at home. Do you have any short game, uh, you know, in-house tips or something you would recommend that someone does to try to get better while they're, if they're kind of stuck at home? <laughs> Don't chip towards anything breakable. Uh, well, unless you have those soft balls, those are kind of cool when you have the soft, uh, the soft kind of foam ones, but yeah, don't chip towards like the TV behind you. That would be bad. But if you can, if you can chip off of any firm surface, any, if you can chip off a hardwood floor, you can chip off anything. Um, so if you, if you can do that, that's good. But honestly, I, I, I'm really not looking at this time as a, a time to improve my game. I'm looking at it as a time to do things that I don't get the chance to do when I'm traveling 25 or 30 well, weeks. So, so far, 100% of the votes are for chipping as your favorite part. We'll get to the answer on that in a little bit. But I thought it was uh, fitting that, you know, maybe chipping off of hardwood. I, I have some hardwood out in the hallway there. I might have to uh, might have to try that later. I'm just a little scared because I use I use the fill wedge as oh, my yeah. uh, highest lofted that's wedge. Awesome. Like that's a lot of bounce to to go to the hardwood floor. I mean, it's a rental house, so I guess it shouldn't matter too much if I took a divot out of it. But um, that would be something. I, I think the uh, I've been putting a lot. I just think the the being able to just putt around the house has been kind of fun. Um, you know, we did a playing through video, and uh, my nemesis Miles the cat got in the way and blocked my putt. But uh, I've been trying to putt a little bit more and just kind of work on Joe Toulon showed me something that I was kind of pulling up a little too bit when I putt as opposed to staying low and keeping my hands low. So I've been trying to practice that kind of like uh, around the house and stuff. It's, you know, it's uh, for, for us amateurs who are not looking at this as time off. Who All we want to do is play golf. There's definitely been a few little things uh, that we can kind of work on at home. So what about nutrition? How, how is that sort of, have you been keeping into, you know, when you travel on the road, it's obviously difficult, you know, compared to when you're at home, but what's, uh, what have you been doing for that? And uh, I think Maverick's computer just uh, crashed out, but we'll have him, we'll wait here for a second, see if he comes back in or I'll just keep making Frozen references. I've not seen Frozen 2 in case uh, anyone is wondering about that, but I have seen Frozen 1 with uh, Amelia. All right. So 50% of you think that Maverick's chipping, 50% think his putting. Um, we'll get him back here and we will try to, uh, get the answer to that question on the Callaway golf podcast. I can use this moment to tell you guys about Monday. Monday, we have Eric Van Royen's going to be on the podcast and he's going to be playing guitar at noon Eastern. If you've not seen him on his social media, uh, his Twitter account playing, uh, the guitar, he played ACDC, uh, you shook me all night long the other day. He's phenomenal. Uh, so we'll have him on Tuesday. We're going to have Jeff Smith and his coach, Sorry, Jeff Smith, Radar Golf, and Patrick Rogers, uh, and they are going to be um, talking about kind of the student-teacher relationship. And then on Thursday, which would have been Masters Thursday, um, we are going to have uh, four of my favorite golfers on our 
PGA Tour team, uh, three of them would have been in the Masters. Uh, we're going to have Jim Furyk, Mark Leishman. We're going to have Henrik Stenson um, and Masters champion Danny Willett. So we'll talk about that. Maverick, that was perfect. Gave me a little time to promote the next uh, three podcasts cool. that we have. We have Eric Van Royen on Monday playing guitar. What would you ask him to play? Playing the guitar? Yeah. Have you seen his videos on social media? Well, you, you don't go on social media too often. No, he he posted about. one. Yeah, he posted one the other day. He played You Shook Me All Night Long by ACDC and just absolutely was like rocking out in his living room and, and you know, making faces at the camera. He's incredible. So we're going to have him on Monday taking uh, listener requests. Impressive. So if you're listening to music, what would you be listening to? I'm a big country guy. I'm not. Oh, I knew that. We, we talked about that. Yeah, country guy. For sure. All right. Well, I don't know what uh, what country music that Eric Van Royen. So let's answer this trivia question for everybody. What is the favorite part of your game? Is it driving? Is it chipping? Or is it putting? It's putting. Um, I love putting. I need to get better at Bermuda. But if you put me on Poana and bent grass, I like my chances. And uh, So how do you get better at Bermuda? What, 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 how do you do that? I just need to spend time on it. Um, I pay a lot of attention to when and how putts break. Now, every different green surface reacts differently. And I'm a West Coast guy. I grew up on bent grass in Poana. And uh, every time I've, you know, two or three years ago, I was hopeless on Bermuda. Now I've got a chance. And then hopefully <laughs> in a little bit, I'll be pretty good. So, so when you play, say, some of the Florida swing and you know you're going to be in Bermuda, will you build in extra time to, to work on putting? Yeah, I'll spend more time. But I'll spend more time on the golf course because you can build – a mental map of the practice putting green pretty quickly. I'm sure everybody out there listening knows every putt on their, uh, their home courses putting green, but going out there and reading and, uh, and learning how it's, uh, the actual golf course breaks and reacts. That's, that's where I'm going to put in uh, most of my time. And what's it been like learning new golf courses? It's been a lot. I had a stretch to start this year where I played, eight different golf courses in three events, the three at the <laughs> Springs American express two at Torrey Pines and three at the AT&T. So that's, it's a lot to, to get adjusted to, but, um, and yeah, that's especially for me. I, I usually, uh, like to play no more than 27 Wednesday. So, um, I, I just, that kind of seems to be the new norm, right? Uh, I remember when, when Justin Rose won at Marion, he went, you know, like 10 or 12 days before, played a lot of golf um, with his team, got ready and then showed up. I don't even know if he showed up Monday till Monday afternoon or something, but only played nine holes per day. Does that just make you fresher going into the week? Absolutely. You're walking about 50 miles every week you, uh, you compete. So um, that is, I think... I start to get a little, my, my caddy says he thinks I get bored on a Monday. Um, golf course gets a little stale by Thursday, Friday. So um, typically what we'll do is he likes to walk every single hole before I play. So Monday I will get there to register and uh, do a, a light practice, just do a putting speed drill, a little chipping, a little bit of hitting, and then go back, uh, get checked into the hotel and he will walk the golf course and then, We'll do nine or 18 on Tuesday, depending on uh, whether I have a program on Wednesday or not. And then I'm ready to go. Nice. All right. We got a couple of listener questions, viewer questions, whatever they are. Travis McAllister, can you talk about uh, what will keep your energy, what you will eat to keep your energy and focus up during the rounds of competition? 
Hi, Travis. I will eat everything that you're carrying in the golf bag for me. Travis nice. is my caddy. Um, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> his, the golf bag is like a, a, a pantry than, uh, than something to carry golf clubs. But I eat a banana on the first hole and the last hole. Um, I eat a peanut butter sandwich throughout the course of the round. And, uh, man, it's been a while. Uh, I have peanut butter pretzels that I always travel with. So I fill those in, but pretty much walking off every tea box and I'm snacking on something. Crust or no crust? I eat the crust. I'm not that picky. Okay. Just making sure. Uh, Paul Marchant wants to know what's in the bag. So you want to kind of walk us through what's in your bag, but instead of like just saying, I have these clubs, you want to maybe tell us why? Yeah, I've, uh, I've had a very similar set up for the last six to eight months, which I'm really excited about. That's something I've been working hard with the Callaway team uh, to, to get something consistent in my golf bag. So uh, putter, I've been using the same putter for three years since I turned pro. It's a, it's a Toulon prototype called the Stanford. And uh, makes sense. Makes a lot of putts. And I, that thing's just my baby. Um, I have the Mac Daddy 4. C grind 60 degree, eight degrees of bounce with a little bit shaved off the heel, uh, as my lob wedge bent to 59. So I go 59, 55, 51 degrees on my wedges, four degrees of, of uh, loft gap all the way through my bag. And then I have the Mac daddy forged, uh, 56 and 52. Those are again, bent to 55 and 51 degrees. I like those cause they have a straighter leading edge because most of, uh, most of my Shots with those clubs are fuller shots. And then I have the Callaway Apex MBs pitching wedge through four iron. Four iron is bent slightly strong. I have the Callaway X forged utility 20 degrees um, with a hybrid shaft in it, which helps me get a little height, a little spin. And I love that club out of the rough. It helps the, the wider sole and more weight low in the club helps me get the ball up and out of the rough. I mean, the first week I had it was Torrey Pines two years ago, and I carried a ball 220 yards out of that rough on number four, and that shocked me because I felt like that went further than I could hit a six iron. So <laughs> I was really happy with that. And then uh, three wood, I, uh, I recently just cracked my six-year-old Nike Cobra. Did you really? It cracked. I do have a backup. I do have a backup, but oh, I am, wow. I'm aggressively testing the new Maverick options. And, uh, I, as, and I'm also, uh, in the process of testing the Maverick driver, we're looking for something nice. that's a little further left start line. And, uh, and I'm using the two arrow golf ball. So I put that golf ball in, in Napa at the Safeway mm -hmm. open at 11 consecutive cuts. It's a lot lower spin than I thought I needed. And it honestly made some of the guys at the ECPC a little nervous because the spin rates were so low with the irons. But, um, I found that that low spin rate allowed me to hit stock shots, even with different wind conditions. And when I stepped on it or took some off, I saw a bigger variance in, uh, in the distance. So I didn't have to change my swing completely to, uh, to control the distance, which I really liked. Well, thanks for taking us through that. I mean, I always find it so interesting because um, I don't think I'm breaking your confidence, but you, you made it clear to Callaway that you wanted to kind of work on your equipment a little bit on the West coast. By the time you left the West coast, you wanted to be like locked. Yeah. And, um, I thought that was awesome. Uh, mostly because, um, the, the passion you pursued that, but you were willing to put the work in with, with the team. And I think that that's, that's what makes the partnership so great is that, you know, so much about what you want 
but you're also mm-hmm. willing to put the work in to, to see it. And you're also willing to say, hey, guys, this well, this doesn't work as well as what I have, so I'm going to stay with it, um, which which I think is really, really cool. Uh, next question, uh, really? Come on, Gary Martin. Are like these all your friends writing in? Like, who's your favorite hockey team? Even I know that. Yeah, San Jose Sharks, you know? I know Gary's yeah. a Sharks fan. We're all Sharks fans. We, we both have Under Armour shoes that uh, have Sharks printed in the sole, so I respect that. I feel like we're in like some private like Facebook chat with like all your friends because those seems to be uh, all the like next thing you know we're gonna get a question from like Danielle from Vegas who's gonna ask you know some type of question. It just seems like that's uh, that's what's going she's on. Can you explain? She wants to know where to go. I'm tr- I've been trying for. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, Callaway's Facebook account. So if you're uh, if you're in Facebook, you'll you'll see that. Uh, and if you go on our Callaway Twitter, they uh, Callaway put the link to uh, follow along. Can you explain the hat for me? two Oreos on my hat and uh so the Corey was my first ever 18 hole round of golf I shot a hundred and I think it was 186 my dad counted every shot every whiff um and but played 18 holes after that uh my dad promised me that I could go into the pro shop where they had a jar of Oreos and eat an Oreo so that was my only motivation I just had to finish every hole and I could have my Oreos and um I guess it's been such a thing for 20 years at the club that that Oreo jar has always been in the pro shop that they started yeah. making Oreo hats and t-shirts and I had to have one and uh, Oreo cookie and I'd hit it. And so the moment I saw this hat, I had to have it. That's awesome. I played up there one time and the wind was blowing like 50 off the mountain. And I can't remember the hole, but it was the first hole that you kind of were hitting into the crosswind where you're hitting, I think, north, and the, and the, the wind just got, and I remember I hit it, and it started to go down the left, yeah, yeah, I started to go down the left side, and it starts drifting, it starts drifting, I'm like, oh, this is, this is cutting a little more than I wanted to, I think it just blew off that cliff, yeah. uh, it was crazy out there, but what an awesome spot, the short course is really great, I love playing golf in the desert, um, I, uh, I, I recovered from my little foot injury that you saw last time we were together, and uh, all I want to do is, uh, is play some golf, all right, Morgan Clum, have you tinkered with your putting grip over the years or have you always been uh, set with the same grip? Uh, I have tinkered a little bit, but uh, I've had two grips since I uh, started my professional career. Honestly, two grips since college. Um, so it's, it's just this. Um, it's, uh, I don't know what this is called. I think it's a reverse overlap. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the way I putt for 90% of the time. If I'm really struggling... I'll put cross-handed, um, and that is pretty much it. Balances out my tendencies. So my tendencies are sometimes to get too long with the backstroke and uh, and decel a little bit. So if I put cross-handed, it corrects that for me, and it also gets the ball positioned far enough forward. But ninety percent of the time, I put with this same grip, um, and my setup's actually pretty consistent. I just I get the putter square here level and I want my forearms and the putter in the same plane. I don't want to be crossed up like this or like that. It's all going to be square right there. And I just drop it down and putt that way. So it's pretty consistent. How much, so what, when you're practicing, you mentioned speed drill. Is, is, that, is that your go-to that, that you need to worry about speed? Because you're so good at reading greens and you're, once you get that speed figured out, that, that, that's kind of the – so what is your speed drill? I, I spend probably 60 – percent of my time at least on the putting green working on speed at least um and and basically i just use a set of coins and um 
So I, you know, I, I try and finish every putt between the hole and two feet behind it. And, um, so I, I will, you know, go from five to 20 feet and, uh, I need to get, I need to be able to consistently finish the ball in that space. But the thing that I think helps me the most is I alternate directions. So it's really easy to get in a groove if you're hitting putts in the same direction, but mm -hmm. when you alternate uphill and downhill, that's when you really have to react and get the timing and tempo of your stroke down. So, so wait, so explain to me. So, so you'll start at five feet uphill and five feet downhill. I'll go, that, that's the random part. So I'll do five feet and 20 feet or six feet and 12 feet or just it, it to two different cups or, or to the same cup, two different cups. Okay. Cause otherwise you'd be putting over the coin, which would make a challenge. I just, I kind of put this way and that way and just go back and forth and set up targets. It, but you can really make your own games, make it fun. You can, you know, I've played horse with my buddies where it's not about holding the putt. It's about hitting at the right speed. It's you know, not a very uh, exciting game to, to propose to somebody, but it's really a good test of who can control how far the balls can travel off the putter. All right, well, let's do this. Next time uh, you're out in Southern California and we're over at the test center, because that green is a little crazy. There's, there's some slim slopes in there yeah. that uh, Gil Hans got a little crazy with the, uh, with, with the green creation there by design, you know, we wanted to make it sort of like a little mini Himalayas. Um, mm -hmm. Let let's record that drill. If you don't mind, and let's show people exactly what you're talking about. Cause uh, I think that's an awesome way to do it. I think that speed control parameters is so important because you know, the, the odds of us making 10 foot putts are not real great, but if we can get them down to two foot putts, you know, we can ask our friends to give them to us because that's mm -hmm. what friends do. Right. Help us out. Yeah. You got it. All right. Well, never. Honestly, another thing that's easy that anyone can do with no setup is just making three putts to the same hole, one with as little speed as you can hit it, one where you ram it in the back of the cup, and then one with perfect speed. That's just the simplest one. But. Yeah. So if you if you want to watch that on CallawayGolf.com, and I know you do, or OdysseyGolf.com, we did that with uh, Matt Wallace down at the players, and mm -hmm. it's a really funny Easter egg. He made the third one, and he starts screaming, "One take, Wallace! One take, Wallace!" Mm -hmm. Jumping up and down. So good little thing to watch. Uh, Maverick, thanks so much as always for spending time. I felt like we hadn't talked in a, in a week or two, so I, I definitely wanted to catch up and I just masked these. We're not really streaming this to anybody. This is just really my way to just catch up with you. So that's why Danielle can't find it online. It's, it's yeah. not. I think she might've just submitted so. a question if you want to check it out. Oh, all right. Well, let's, let's wait for that question, Jen. As soon as you get that question, we'll, uh, we will make sure we, uh, ask, well, hopefully that question is like, can I, can I, can you guys stop this? So like I can get my computer back is what I'm assuming the question is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I can't get it's all good. All right. Oh, well. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us as always. Uh, where can people follow you and where can people keep up with you? They can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Mav McNeely. And you can also log on to birdiesforeducation.com. That's birdies, F-O-R, education.com. And you can read a recap of every single tournament I've played on the PGA Tour and, and last year's Corn Ferry Tour. Um, I've been raising money for Kariki, which is an education nonprofit, uh, which is uh, bringing online learning resources for free to uh, anyone with an internet connection, which is proving very useful these days right now. So um, <laughs> you can find it, everything on that website. And uh, yeah, check it out, birdiesforeducation.com and at Mavs McNeely. All right, well, I encourage everyone to go check that out. Thanks everybody for listening uh, Monday. 
Eric Van Royen early show for me, nine o'clock out here on the West Coast. That's kind of early for him to play like Metallica or something like that. But I'll just wake up early and and, and I'll just plan on riding the Peloton right after that. So I'll be so fired up. Uh, and then again, Patrick Rogers and Jeff Smith on Tuesday. And then we have uh, a four ball on uh, on Thursday with Mark Leishman, Jim Curick, Danny Willits, uh, and Henrik Stenson. So thanks everybody for listening to the Callaway Golf Podcast. We'll see you next week.